0: Hi, this is Greg Pang back with Legal Cut Pro, your entertainment law podcast for Canadian independent producers, and we have another core interview for you, this time with Matt Waterworth and Scott Westby, both the creators and co-hosts of the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast and film producers with Full Swing Productions. Matt and Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing
1: fantastic, thanks. How are you? I'm good.
0: Perfect. Thank you for joining me here. This is really exciting to have you guys on my podcast because as we were talking about just before the recording, you guys interviewed me for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast maybe around two years ago, I believe.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. And I have to say, the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast was one of my big inspirations for starting Legal Cut Pro. So thank you very much for that. Well, You're thank you for what
2: you do, Greg, because your podcast is so cool and very interesting. Like I, you went, so you did that deep dive on music licenses and it's just such really vital utility information. And I, I really
0: love listening to it. So it's an honor to be on it. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. Just want to do some catching up with you two. Uh, how have right. you guys been since this whole messed up situation of the pandemic started? And let's start with Scott. How have you been? I've been great.
1: You know, I've been, I've been um, kind of filled with gratitude this whole time because the reality is I'm, uh, I'm luckier than a lot of people full swing. We haven't had corporate offices for a long, long time. So working from home was not even a little bit of an adjustment for me. You know, we do, we do a mixture of creative film production, you know, feature films and TV Mm -hmm. series and stuff. And uh, we kind of keep the lights on by doing commercial work and corporate video. So in the first two weeks that everything kind of happened, the corporate stuff just shut down it was just you know a ghost town every every project was either canceled or put on hold but we had just finished filming a lot of corporate projects so we actually had a lot in post-production that we could kind of be working through mm-hmm. and it was nice to have a little bit of downtime i actually got some uh screenwriting done and some research that i'm that i'm doing uh for a, a mini series project that i'm working on and it was nice to have just time to focus and you know since then the the corporate stuff has kind of picked up again so it's Getting a little bit busy as as the world gets back to normal but i'm I'm healthy my family's healthy you know and i'm i'm already kind of working the same without too much disruption so covid has been pretty good for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well how about instead of pretty good for you as in it hasn't been as disruptive as it could have been
1: well i think we'll get to it later it actually may have been more of a positive for us than a negative oh, okay but,
0: fantastic yeah.
2: how about you matt yeah, I, I mean, Scott's so correct about, you know, gratitude is, is an important thing to remember right now. Um, not to reduce or, or de- demean anyone else's experience, um, but, uh, but obviously a lot of people uh, are having a lot harder time than, than some of us. And, uh, and so it's, it's important to be thankful for that. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, you know, you know, my girlfriend and I were supposed to go to Paris during this time. Obviously that stopped. Certainly disappointing and upsetting, but uh, but again, it's it's hard to complain too much when when there's you know people being forced back to work in, in terrible situations uh, where they're likely to contract it and uh, yeah anyway don't want to get too negative but no things worries. could things could be better things could be worse I guess is uh, is fair
0: and Scott uh, from what you just mentioned not a whole lot about a lot about your work situation uh, you know in, environment has changed. Mm-hmm. That's right due to COVID nineteen, but is there anything that you have had to do differently since everything since the pandemic started?
1: Yeah, so I mean that kind of brings me into you know as the corporate work has been picking up, uh, the projects that we're doing now kind of wouldn't exist without you know events being canceled. So we did we did a a wonderful series of videos for a fundraiser for Providence Children, and um, they had this big event that they were going to have at Aussie Rules. Um, It's kind of their annual fundraiser thing, and they had to. Cancel that. So they wanted to bring it online, um, and they reached out to us to do some production of the people at Aussie Rules playing the piano, and then a hosted kind of segment. So we have we have been doing some actual filming uh, during these times, but that has been, that has been a massive change for us. You know, our crews are tiny, i.e., me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we build all of our equipment before we arrive on set so that we aren't opening up cases and and you know, spreading our gear everywhere. We come with gloves and face masks, and you know we have wipes, and we're wiping everything down all the time. So, the process um, of production has definitely changed a lot, um, and I think that's going to continue for quite some time. Just basically keeping everything smaller and more contained. And there's some things that you know like, you like—you can't put a wireless lav mic on somebody; you can't touch them to clip it on them. So, production logistics have
0: changed for sure. Exactly. And I know there are a lot, there's a lot of momentum and chatter about establishing industry standard uh, procedures for a crew, whether it's a, on a, a narrative shoots or, or documentaries that, that would um, comply with, well, of course, the, you know, any, any government restrictions and exactly. to, you know, reduce uh, contacts and potential spread of, of the, the virus. How about yourself, Matt? Anything uh, differently that you have to do uh, during uh, these times? Well, yeah, the, uh, I, I mean, that was, that was an interesting project and it's cool to
2: see, you know, several projects, award shows and, and certain, you know, traditional media creations having to get more into the social media world or the digital media world. But, you know, Facebook is, is an interesting space right now just for for, you know, the way that they're handling... Live video, video premieres, um, watch parties, as well. So, I, I think there's some cool stuff happening in, in the space, which is sort of fun to explore and and uh, try to try to keep up with. So, so it's, yeah, in some ways, that uh, that process is uh, is kind of exciting and interesting for sure.
0: That's perfect. And just to let you know on the legal side, and this will affect you on uh, some. I, I'm taking on your uh, future projects. There are changes in the way practice has been. During, especially during uh, the the pandemic, and I'm hoping that some of these changes will be more uh, permanent, or at least uh, move practice along, so to bring it into more into the 20, 21st century. And that's was t- 20 years since the 21st century has started, but because the <laughs> the, the, the practice of law is very conservative, as you um, may have um, uh, may have witnessed, and sure. it's interesting because things are moving forward, and hopefully. Hopefully for the better, because it has taken committees and decades of study of certain issues. And when something like this, when something like this happens, this emergency, then all of a sudden we have to react very quickly and yeah, put in place new rules and new procedures, at least temporarily. Right. And because that's happening, a lot of people are thinking, "Hey, this actually works."
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see a, an explosion of innovation after this. You know, people don't really change unless they have to, and I think we're seeing a lot of the edges of society right now like a lot of the scenes and the cracks that we're really testing yes And uh, so i think we're going to see a lot of jumps forward like that moving forward here
0: hey let's talk about the alberta filmmakers podcast you guys had i think um was it three seasons you divided your your episode your podcast into uh, seasons i believe and yes it's
2: two but two but it does feel like three because season season one sort of happened over Probably two years was is that right, Scott?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I think we started in twenty fifteen.
2: So yeah, so but then season two happened over really over a year, maybe a little bit more than a year, um, and we did weekly weekly episodes uh, almost without exception, and and so yeah, over a hundred episodes of like official full episodes.
0: And Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. That's been a. I, I really enjoy your podcast. Uh, again, it's, it was an inspiration to start Legal Cut Pro. I like Thanks, how man. you talk about what's what's happening in the film industry in, in Alberta in particular. And that's one of the ways I i kept up to date for a long time listening awesome. to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. <laughs> that you, is awesome. Man. And you guys have very. Uh, I, I really like the interviews you do and. The, I, Enjoyed listening to them and looking forward to season three. I know you released a number of bonus episodes in between going into official season three. Yeah, we kind of still are. Yeah. Okay. So what's up next?
1: uh, We'll go ahead. Just trying to promote projects. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's still, there's still work being done. And even if we can't be doing an official Alberta filmmakers podcast season, we still want to share these stories. So there's not really a lot of news to be sharing right now anyway, which kind of works in our favor, but yeah, hopefully we're going to be kicking off season three when things start to return to normal.
0: I remember when... And here uh, I normally don't talk politics, but when the uh, all the funding changes for the Alberta Media Fund uh, happened, yeah, and I think I forget it was I I tagged I think I tagged on Twitter uh, it was the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast Twitter account and thinking hey that'd be great if you guys could talk about this
2: <laughs> yes that's
0: <right>. yeah. <laughs> so well, are you guys going to talk about the the changes at some point definitely
2: uh, in season three for sure. Um... And, and yeah, there's, there's sort of been some conversation about like, well, and especially with, with COVID, like there, you know, there are interesting resources available for filmmakers potentially. And, and, and we'd love to sort of maybe have a guest on who has had some experience with not necessarily even filmmaking related things, but just sort of as an artist or a creator, some of the wage subsidy things, the small business uh, opportunities that are, that are available from the provincial and and federal government. So, so yeah, it would be, yes, that's definitely on the radar, hopefully.
1: Perfect. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because you have the double-edged sword of, of the economy and oil at the same time. I'd be surprised if in a year from now, we were talking about the same financial assistance from the government for the film industry that we are today. So it's probably a good time to be talking about it, but it is going to be changing a lot.
0: Oh, exactly. Th- in my opinion, anyway, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I think everything's changing after this. Let's go into something a little bit lighter. What's the best hey. thing, the best thing, or one of the favorite things you have watched? since the pandemic has started. Let's start with you, Matt.
2: I am on season three of Homeland right now, which ah. which is a bit weird maybe, but I am like, I'm... You know, pre-Trump, uh, I am a huge fan of like The West Wing or any any movie or TV show that involves the president mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the politics around the presidency or the office of the presidency. I'm in, and so while I, no spoilers, but but I don't know if the president becomes a character in in this show or not. Um, the vice president is, and um, and so you know that this show started airing in 2011, and. And I remember wa- I was sort of, I would watch the Emmys around that time. You know, that was really the tw- 2011, 2013, 14. The, like this was like the height of, of the, the you know, the gold, the second golden age of, of television. And, uh, you know, Community was on and so many great shows. And I'd be watching the Emmys and I'd be pulling for someone. And then Homeland would take the Emmy for that. And Homeland would, and they did <laughs> this over bastards. years yeah. and years. And I was like, <laughs> I got to watch this show. Obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's super good. So finally, uh, I'm into it. I feel like there's a little bit of cheese, but it, for the most part, I'm enjoying it quite a bit.
1: Perfect. How about you, Scott? You know, Greg, I'm not much of a reality TV fan, but there is one show that I <laughs> subscribe to, and that show is Survivor. Oh. And uh, they just had their 40th season, which is 20 years of Survivor, and there's 20 contestants. And so they did. They brought back all winners. They had an all-winners season. It was called Survivor Winners at War. And uh, it was it, by far my favorite season of Survivor ever. I think I've only missed maybe three or four seasons um, total.
0: It almost sounds like the third book to uh, Hunger
1: Games. <laughs> yeah, the, that's exactly the, right. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, victors yeah. and you make them fight totally, it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it was amazing. You know, they kept they kept referring to it as like the Super Bowl of Survivor, and, which I completely agree with. You know, every you know, these are the, the best of the best going going head to head, and um, and you know they, they just they're just so they've got the format so dialed in now. They really know how to tell a story, and you know you can you can see the formula episode to episode, but it doesn't really matter when you love the characters. So,
0: yeah, that was fantastic. Perfect. I'm going to uh, let you know my, what mine uh, has been. It's been, I, I've watched a lot of good things, but the latest that I've watched that I've really enjoyed uh, has been the last season of Clone Wars. Oh, man. I've been hearing so oh, much about yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: hear such good things.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I, I have to say, looking back at the cartoons, uh, and I grew up uh, as a kid in the, the 80s, you f- remember your cartoons from when your childhood as, as pretty awesome. And you try to watch them again and and they're (laughs) not very good. They're so bad. (laughs) Then you watch something like Clone Wars, like, oh man, the, not just the animation, but the storytelling, everything. It's just, it's just fantastic. So Clone Wars is one of my uh, favorites. And uh, I also avoided it for a while and I don't remember why, maybe I just didn't have time for it, but I watched, finally watched Green Book. Oh, nice. I think that dropped on Netflix and then I watched Green Book. I was like, wow, this is really, really good.
1: Yeah. I like that movie a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So super fun. Yes. Yeah, I was
1: talking to uh, I was talking to an editor about Clone Wars. We're just shooting the shit, and he uh, he accidentally texted me something about it, and he he meant to text someone else. So I was like, "Oh, you're watching Clone Wars," and he's like, "Yeah, he he feels it's the best Star Wars since the original trilogy." So I was like, "Okay, I gotta check
0: this series out." Uh, have you watched any of it? No, I haven't seen a frame. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a bit of catching up to do. There's uh, like seven seasons of. There's Trace. a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got time on my hands right now. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome, and you know, with Disney Plus, I mean, it's it's there. You know, when right. Of course. You, you know, have some time, and there's 22 minute episodes, right? So it's not not a whole lot of time. Committed. Yeah, bite sized stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, and you watch the
2: Mandalorian though, Greg? Absolutely, love it. Wow, Go and forward. and and you're you're sort of enjoying Clone Wars more than Mandalorian.
0: They're very different. Of course. Uh, um, I, you know, like uh, clone wars is one of the, like, cause, and, and not just because obviously one's live action and one is animation, but clone okay. wars, it is so satisfying because it was essentially canceled a number of years back when Disney yeah, took right. over the star Wars franchise. And then because they wanted to make rebels. So it was a story uh, using their uh, marketing words. It was a story that, um, had not uh, had not finished right and you know all this character development all the story building uh, it, it was just left hanging and to see it come back and to see them put the money into it that they needed and the dedication and it was just a very satisfying end to the story right whereas mandalorian you have the beginning of right a, a part a different part of the franchise which i found fantastic but i i can't even compare it i like them both and i like star wars i think more as television than the feature mo- uh, films oh that's interesting, oh, that's interesting. because yeah. you're able to tell a, a longer format story over right, many hours sure. rather than you know, you know, essentially, not not essentially. I mean, I'm being a little bit unfair, but you know, it's it's about blowing things up and special effects and, and just a, a really fast story coming at you. In right. Feature films, especially Star Wars. And totally. Yeah. So, whereas sometimes I find that the, the the storytelling is a little bit sacrificed or maybe surface level, as opposed to something like a, a TV show where you can tell a longer story. Even if the TV show, something like Clone Wars, is more target you know more targeted toward kids. A younger audience, but I still find the storytelling is very—it's just very compelling. Right. Cool, yeah. Oh, it, uh, it, it definitely that's...
2: sounds like it's not for—I mean, it's not not for kids, but it's definitely covering some some you know some of the characters that we know. It sounds like some pretty deep themes. It's not—it's not just for kids for sure.
0: Exactly. I I think it's kid friendly, but it's not just for right. kids. For kids yeah, that's probably yeah. the better way to yeah. describe it. Gentlemen, where can people find the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast?
2: Oh man, we, uh, we've <laughs> got, we're we've we got on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and of course, we have a website as well, abfilmcast.ca.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I think we're AB Filmcast on all three of those platforms yeah, that's
0: right. as well. AB Filmcast. On,
1: yeah, Perfect. we're also on SoundCloud and Spotify. They can find us right on, on their Spotify, uh, straight to their ear holes. You know, and Full
0: Swing Productions. Shows. The website, the URL is
2: yeah, fullswingproductions.com.
0: Once again, thanks for taking your time to do this interview with me. And Thank you,
2: for, uh, thanks for doing this this podcast. I, I I really I really like it a lot, uh, and it's uh, it's a great yeah, it's a great place to point. You know, sometimes filmmakers come to us looking for looking for sort of well, the, uh, navigating the legal world, and this is a, a good resource to to send them to.
0: I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you very much, and uh, hopefully we can get together again for another panel whenever. Uh, we're allowed to get together again That's for comic right. yes. expose, it's, as we've done in the past, and, yeah, and do yeah. some uh, some awesome awesomeness together again. That Agreed. sounds lovely.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Take care, gentlemen.